Welcome back to The Dilemma. I'm Emma. And I'm Brian. Burns. And today we're going to be talking about building trust virtually. Yeah, but I'd like to start off with some sad news. Uh, one of the I wouldn't say one of the, but the greatest soccer player of all time, uh, Pele, has passed away uh, this past week. He died of multiple organ fa- failure on the 29th of December, 2022. Um, there's a great story about him um, that that I heard where when he was 10 years old, he saw his father cry for the first time when Brazil lost in the World Cup final. And it was upsetting to his father. He saw the tears and he went to his father and said, uh, Father, I'm going to win the World Cup for you someday. And sure enough, uh, he kept his word. Seven years later, at the age of 17, he won the World Cup, um, scoring two goals in the final. Uh, he, he, he scored, he was the youngest player to score a goal in a World Cup, youngest to win a World Cup, and to, he actually scored a hat trick in, in one of the World Cup games. So all kinds of um, records that he, he broke during his lifetime. And when you think of players like Messi and Ronaldo and Maradona, they are the greatest, you know, some of the greatest players in the world. Pele was just way above even those players. Um, he's the only player to have won three World Cup uh, yeah. championships. So um, this picture that I'm showing you, I actually received from Pele. Uh, when I was in college, a friend was dating his niece. She was here in the U.S. on a study abroad program and was kind enough to give him a call and ask him to uh, to autograph this picture to me uh, for me and send it to me, and I've had it on my wall Um as a ever since as a yeah just a tribute to him almost. yeah exactly yeah. as great you know one of the greatest we're big soccer fans so for soccer Indeed. people this is a big deal that's right it's a sad week for soccer yeah. fans or football as they call it in most countries yes but today i think um we were we wanted to jump into building trust building trust right. building trust virtually, virtually. which is Something I don't think a lot of us were prepared for or maybe could even answer the question as to how to build trust virtually a few years ago. Um, but I think ever since the pandemic, all of our mindsets and work atmospheres have shifted. Yes. So majority of us are working from home. We're taking calls, doing demos, even like meeting people for the first time. It's all virtually. And so along with that comes trust. When you're not meeting people in person, they don't really get a feel for your personality. And so we're having to juggle building trust with people. Yeah, building trust virtually. Sharing, it's, it's sharing our, uh, our personalities, but just online. Yeah, so. yeah. And if you're not working from home, you might be working with somebody that's working from home. Mm-hmm. So you're still speaking to people and... and uh, Co-workers and customers virtually. So uh, one of the, I think one of the most important things um, is to communicate, Mm -hmm. right? Say what you're going to do and do what you're going to say and um, let people know. So instead of making people guess, um, you know, unfortunately, when people are having to guess that, the old adage of no news is good news doesn't apply when, when it comes to this. In, in this case, people assume no news is bad news. Yeah. So if you're, especially if you're in a management role 
it's good to communicate, let people know what's going on, because if they're not in the office and they can't see for themselves or hear for themselves, mm-hmm. they're uh, going to make assumptions. So it's good to kind of communicate, make sure people know what's happening, what the direction of the company is, the department, all those kinds of things. Yeah. I would say my first thing would just be to reach out to people. So, you know, it's good to get that first impression in there, but it's also good to make sure that you're keeping up with them. So whether that's following them on LinkedIn or, you know, making sure you're doing the follow-ups every so often, or if it's your manager or your peers, making sure you're emailing them and reaching out, checking in on them, it's just... It's building your personality, but online, and a lot of that comes with, yeah, just checking in with people and staying up to date. Reach out to a coworker that maybe if you were in the office, you'd stop by their desk and say hello, bring them a cup of coffee or whatever. Teams them, call them. Teams them, yeah, call them, chat with them. Directly text them to their mobile phone. That's good. Another thing, um, more from a management perspective, but it can apply to anybody, is uh, in order to get trust, you have to give trust. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, by trusting your employees or trusting your coworkers uh, to, to do things with, or, or even trusting them with, um, I don't know. Working virtually. There because you go. a lot of that can be a big deal for companies is the trust factor. Um, I actually remember when I was talking to the CEO Lee Turner, and she's like... CEO of Ceridian? Yeah, and and she's like, we trust everyone until we're, you know, proven not to. Mm. And the best thing you can do for your employees is trust them. Trust them to work virtually and get the job done. And it's... So lead with trust, yeah. assume trust, versus, um, you know, not trusting them first. You want to trust first and then wait, you know... If they give you a reason not to, then you can address that. But until they do that, then trust trust your people. Trust yeah. them. With, even trust them with some personal information, things that yeah. uh, you feel comfortable sharing, obviously, but they'll um, feel closer to you. They'll feel like they can trust you if you show them that you trust them. Yeah, I think that creates a healthy working environment when you feel like your employer trusts you as an employee. Um for sure. And I think that leads to the next one that I was thinking of is that is to be open and honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there is bad news, share it. Yeah. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to talk around it. Um, people respond better to sincerity, to self-disclosure, honesty. openness, honesty. Yep, exactly. And, um, and they'd rather hear that from you, I think, than to wonder. Uh, or yeah. to find out later or to find out from someone else some bad mm-hmm. news. I think it's best to just get it out there and talk about how you're going to address it. Yeah. And a lot of times if you're sharing this with your manager, they'll be the first one to help you mm-hmm. figure it out. Especially if you just in the past or in the relationship you have built, it's been built on trust. Then when bad things come up, normally it's something that is. Yeah. And as a manager, if you're in a management role... Share with your people. Tell them what's happening, even if mm-hmm. it's tough news. You know, like hey, you know, like we're in a bad economy right now. It's a what most people would consider. Um, Share how that will affect them, and 
you know, just be open and honest about it. A recession is what I was going to say. Yeah. We're kind of in a recession, right? Some people say we are, some say we aren't. Regardless, the economy is struggling. There's certain companies that are having a tough time. So be honest. Tell them that. Hey, we're struggling. And I think that employees like to know that and what you're doing to address it. So yeah, that they 100%. Can, so they can help participate in that. And what's funny is a lot of times people can tell when there's, like, something in the room that's not being addressed. Like Exactly. When It's like that feeling when you're on a call and everyone's wondering the same thing. And it's, like, it's almost more frustrating and less transparent to not address it than it, mm-hmm. to address it with bad news. Our CEO does something where he actually holds it like almost like a town hall every mm-hmm. month and yeah. we get on the phone and everybody's on there and he just talks to us like you know and some, sometimes like he does this and he had like one day he had to take his kid to school and there was traffic so he ended up just pulling over and talking to us from his car right mm-hmm. so it's very it kind of builds trust because and, uh, he's that, just being yeah. real this is reality this is his reality right he had to get his kid to school it's part of life but he didn't want to neglect us and cancel. He just got on the phone and talked to us and said, here's what's happening. Um, and, and an example is, you know, hey, uh, with the downturn in the economy, we're going to cut back on some of our travel expenses. So let's think, you know, think deeply about your travel. Don't not do it, but don't do it unless it's necessary. Yeah. And, and people can get on board with that. That's a reasonable thing to ask. Yeah. Right? 100%. And that's just another way to figure out, you know, the problem. Yeah, it's the honesty. And I think he does a good job of just being honest and open with, with us as employees and a, a great uh, example of good leadership. Yep. I, I would say my next one is just kind of contradicting to maybe, you know, the example you just gave. But I would say that it's important to make efforts ever every so often to be in person because you are virtual mm-hmm. so often or a lot that creating events or um, coming to their office, if it's a customer or a prospect you're trying to win a deal with, of course you're going to eventually go there, but maybe early on in the process, pop in part of your marketing campaign. Or if it's your business office and there's one near you and you haven't been in, for example, there's one near me in Fountain Valley and I've yet to go to that one because I was in Florida and I moved down yeah. here and it's about an hour and a half drive so it's not an easy drive but it would probably make a big impact if I went in there introduced myself to people I've never met before absolutely and that helps to build the trust so that when you are virtually they can put a face to a name personality to a name and yeah it just it just helps with this well in that same vein like okay so meeting people in person is one thing but Perhaps there's, if, if you can't do that, maybe it's not possible to get everybody together in one place or it's difficult or it's too expensive. Um, things that I've done in the past is um, do like a virtual wine tasting, mm-hmm. right? Partner up with a, a wine vendor, have them send out wine to each, like the, in my case, it was um, customers or prospects that I that I was courting, right? That um, want to do business or continue doing business with me. So send them a, first you confirm that they want, they want to do this, right? But then most of them are working from home. So they're sending some wine to their house. Um, you can even send them a branded wine glass or whatever, right? It's still cheaper than flying out there. And 
and then do an event where the wine vendor gets on and talks about the wines and talks about wine tasting and yeah. how, you know all these things how it's made and it's kind of fun and what's unique about that is that you really do start to feel like you're in the room with them they're sitting in their living room sometimes or in their kitchen and you're talking to them and they're very comfortable so they might open up and be a little bit more open they're having a glass of wine yeah. and so you can you can kind of create an environment virtually sometimes that can make people feel more comfortable and, and start to trust you because their guard is is down and yeah. yours is down and you're just enjoying a glass of wine together over over a zoom yeah. call yeah so that's another uh another option to actually meeting in person if you can't do that yep um another one i think is i'll, I'll combine two one is keeping your commitments and the other is to be consistent yeah so 100%. if I say I'm going to send you an email, as you know, simple as that sounds, send it. If I say I'm going to uh, call you at a certain time or on a certain day, do it. Um, I think I shared with you when we were talking about gaining access to companies, one of the things I would do if they weren't interested in taking a look at my solution that day when I called, I would say, hey, when's a better time to check in with you? Mm-hmm. And they would say, oh, you know, would three months be good, six months, whatever that is. Whatever I got them to agree to, I would put it in my calendar and call them then and say, yeah. hey, you asked me to call you and, you know, six months ago we spoke and you said to call me. That's keeping my commitment. And they people really respect that. They begin to build trust. Uh, they begin to trust you. Um, so I think people read actions, um, you know, that, that, that actually sync up with your words. Yeah. Right? And I think that... Um it adds to the overall solution that they're buying from because, you know, for us, like they're buying from people. People and, buy from people they like and they trust, yeah. right? That's the, and the, I, I think also going along with that is kind of my next one, but it's to stay organized. And mm. this might be kind of controversial, but to be... Mm, controversial. Yeah, like when you're joining a call to be on camera. Oh, yeah. I think it so is... So some people don't like to be on camera, so they just they leave their yeah. photo up there. Which I I am guilty of this. A lot of times during team calls, you know, I'm you know, doing something, or maybe I don't feel presentable that day. Like, not in the sense, like, I didn't get ready for the day because I was going to an office, but maybe yeah. I just don't want to be on camera that day. Right. But I do think it's very important because I notice a difference when I'm talking to someone and they're on camera I feel like we're having a conversation but if they're off camera I feel like there's more distance between you there's this yeah a little bit of a gap it's interesting but it is just like a huge game changer it's like being in the office every day versus teamsing people every day it's there's just a kind of a disconnect when you are when you do just have your picture it's like people wonder People wonder more about what's going on in your world than the conversation itself because you aren't on camera and they don't know that you're like speaking. Well, and again, back to the assuming, you know, they don't assume the, they kind of assume bad, right? Something, maybe they're, they're assuming that you're, 
not really listening or engaged or whatever. Another small thing, uh, as far as that goes, if you're not able to be on video, make sure you have a good picture. Don't put one from 15 years ago up there. I don't know about that one. Don't just have your initials up there. I don't agree with that one. I know this guy from my company. His name's Rocky. He's super cool. I hope he doesn't mind me shouting him out. <laughs> but he he's pretty cool and He rides a motorcycle. I, he's got a Ducati. Yeah. How do you know I know Rocky. I know. You do? Well, I know he I worked for Ceridian for some time, so I know a little bit. Well about he's it. a BDR. Oh, I thought you were talking about Rocky uh sales leader. Oh. Different Rocky. Wow. Sorry. Yeah, different Rocky, but he does ride a motor. I think he rides a motorcycle, okay. and he has that as like his picture, like next to a motorcycle. And I don't know how old it is, but it doesn't seem like the most like professional. However, it's a conversation starter, and he looks really cool in it. And okay, I, so that's fair, but maybe not think, a picture in your bathroom with like a selfie think, stick. Yeah, think about the picture. You don't want you know one where you're like I don't know. There, yeah. And, and for a different audience, right? If it's for the most of, part, I will agree with that. But if you are going to choose an, a fun one, like make it something like it's conversation. a conversation starter. Yeah, sure. But along with my organization one, I think it was just basically like keep your calendar up to date. Like you kind of said with the communication, like just make sure people know what you're doing and being organized is also just helps people know. So here's another one that I found is uh, can be really effective is to be to be accessible and responsive. So for, that's part of the like being organized. Just it is, but for example, I have Teams on my phone, right? Mm-hmm. So if I happen to step away from my desk or I have to go run an errand because I'm working from home, I'm I'm afforded that kind of flexibility. It's fine, but I also make sure like if my boss sends me a Teams message. I respond from wherever I am. I don't I don't wait until I'm sitting back at my desk. I try to get back to him as soon as possible or I'll call him. Yeah. Uh, or if a customer, for example, or a coworker is trying to reach me and they call me, I will I'll either call them right back or if I'm on another call or unable to respond, I'll send them a quick message saying, "Hey, I'll call you at this time." And then I do it. Yeah. So, um being responsive and being accessible, I think is huge. Because if people can't reach you, again, they're going to assume, oh, he's farting around yeah. at work, at home, farting or whatever. Around. Farting around. Which, yeah. Because there is a lot, th- I mean, let's be real. There is a lot of temptation to throw, you know, do some dishes or throw a load of laundry in the in the washer when you're at home, uh, working from home. Maybe you should stand up and show everyone what you're wearing. <laughs> I'm wearing full dress attire. No, he's not. Business attire. He's wearing sweatpants. Yes. And yeah. just before this, he was making a knows. cup of coffee. Nobody knows this. <clears throat> no, but, um, yeah, it it's just important. Like, those are just our, our few tips to build trust virtually. But it is difficult, and I think we're still learning along the way. So, yeah. well, it's, it's not difficult for a trustworthy person. But I think with dealing constantly with new prospects, it's hard to build that over and over and I think some of these little tips can help whether you're starting a new job whether you're reaching out to prospects whether you're you know meeting with your team constantly so make good impressions and yeah 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 I think those are those are our main ideas around building trust virtually yeah
Well, that was helpful. Yeah. What was our closing uh, question? I forgot what it was. <gasps> I forgot what it was, too. Well, I don't think we had one, but... Mm. What's your favorite pizza? Mm, my favorite pizza? I like... There's a, there's a pizza place near me called Mountain Bikes. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, their pepperoni is actually... It, it's really unique. It, they're like little a tiny ones, and they kind of they kind of turn into a little cup. Um, and they put a lot of them on there, and they have a mountain size, so it's like bigger than any large that you've yeah. ever seen. It's massive. Yeah. But I actually like. I've been kind of into for a while now, um, like a chicken barbecue pizza, barbecue chicken. I just kind of liking that with some red onion and maybe some gorgonzola. Yeah, I would say mine. Okay, so this might sound kind of strange, but the other day I was given a cauliflower pizza with vegan cheese, and for all my girls or guys out there that have stomach issues around dairy, uh, it was really delicious, like very tasty. In my opinion, not everyone from the group enjoyed it, but I did. I did enjoy it, and my stomach didn't hurt afterwards. So I think that's the new thing I'm on is cauliflower flour crust pizza it was thin kind of crispy which is really good and then it had just like the vegan cheese on it and the um like it was a tomato sauce but i think it was yeah just tomato tomato sauce sauce. and yeah okay yeah my the feedback i heard was that the crust was delicious but the cheese was a little it um, had like almost like a peanut butter texture to it but I, I didn't but mind. Yeah, it keeps you from having stomach issues, right? So it melted. It was delicious, and I got to eat pizza. So there you go. It's a win-win. I guess you could do it not non-cheese, too. You could just have vegetables and stuff on there. And yeah, 100%. Extra sauce or something. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. So. But we will catch you guys next week with another dilemma. And yeah. Bye. Bye.